The problem is we often think about the world as these different silos. We often think everything is everybody else's business or not ours. We're often waiting on somebody else to do the thing we're supposed to do. That's Lovey Ajayi Jones. And this is the Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Wednesday. I am grateful for you tuning in with me today as we have author, speaker, blogger, and self-proclaimed professional troublemaker returning to the show after a two-year hiatus to encourage us to be brave and to speak up for what's right. Here's Lovey Ajayi Jones. Enjoy. I am excited to be here because I am the professional troublemaker. Yes, you are. <laughs> I was the kid who got in trouble for her mouth. I didn't get in trouble for climbing on trees or trying to touch fire. I got in trouble for my mouth. I'd get punished for something that I did or said, and then I'd go to my mom and say, I thought you owe me an apology. I thought that wasn't fair. I was a queen of, that's not fair. So I always had to make sure my voice was heard. Professional troublemakers, are there any in this audience? Raise your hand if you consider it. And I hope some of you are watching. To be a professional troublemaker is to be a disruptor for good. They are the people who are in your meeting who go, ooh, that campaign idea is not hitting. <laughs> They're the people who challenge your uncle who makes a terrible joke. They're the friend who says, you know what? We need to have a tough conversation. We haven't been seen eye to eye. When people think about trouble, people go, I don't want to make trouble. To live in a deeply unjust world, a deeply oppressive world, to be a professional troublemaker is to be somebody who is committed to being part of the good change. I think about the late, great John Lewis, who said, let's always be ready to make necessary good trouble. And I think that's a good thing. I learned early on that I had to be a troublemaker. Why? Because there was no other choice for me. See, my face is an outside voice. So even if I don't say it, you're going to register what I'm feeling. Like, my face is so loud and disrespectful. So I'm like, you know what? You might as well figure out how to do this for the greater good of other people, because otherwise, trouble, okay? So I said, you know what? Fine. I also don't know how to lie. I start to stutter. It does not work for me. So I learned early on, you're going to have to be honest. I know some of my core values. Honesty, justice, shea butter, okay? <laughs> Being moisturized is important to me, okay? I feel like the world would be better if we were all more moisturized. But in learning that honesty was one of my core values early on, I started picking up that for a lot of people, it's not that. I started noticing that because we prioritize harmony over justice, harmony over discomfort, we will lie our way through the world. And it's not that we're bad people. 
Let's keep in mind. Like, we're not trying to walk around being like, I'm going to lie today. It's just that it's easier sometimes to lie because to be truthful, to be honest, is one of the biggest pieces of courage that I believe. I think honesty in itself is one of the bravest things that you can actually choose. So let's go back to that meeting. Anybody been to a meeting where somebody gave a terrible idea or, 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 or thought or campaign or... Yeah, okay. So you know what happens at a meeting? This person drops this idea on everybody and everybody gets real quiet. <laughs> But then you lock eyes with somebody across the room and you're like... <laughs> Y'all both like, yeah, that's... Mm-mm. So whenever a company has a major backlash moment publicly, I always wonder... Who was in the meeting who did not say something? Because there's always at least one. You know it, too. It's usually two. But who was in the meeting who was not empowered to be a professional troublemaker? Who was in the meeting who thought honesty had no place there? There's three types of people in those meetings who don't say anything. There's a first person who says, that's not my department. I ain't going to say nothing. Y'all handle it. Good job. <laughs> there's a second person who goes, I want to say something, but I don't want to get punished. There's a third person who says, I'm always the one saying something. You know, I'm going to take a nap today. I'm going to let y'all have it. Good luck and Godspeed. <laughs> Now, all three of them are valid, okay? All three people, I feel you on a real level. But let me challenge you a little bit. The first person who says, not my circus, not my client, that's not my department. The problem is, we often think about the world as these different silos. We often think everything is everybody else's business or not ours. We're often waiting on somebody else to do the thing we're supposed to do. When we talk about allyship, that's what happens when people don't stand up as allies. You think that's not my business, though. Here's what I thought. If your house is on fire, actually, if your neighbor's house is on fire, and you see the smoke and you go, well, that's not my business, okay? I'm gonna walk this way. What happens when the smoke reaches you? And it will, because it always spreads. We're constantly waiting on everybody else to do the job when we also have the ability to do the job. Everyone cannot be Superman if you're not going to put on your own red cape. So when we spend our whole lives waiting for somebody else to do or say the thing we are supposed to say, we're just going to keep waiting for a long time, and it quickly becomes our issue. We cannot feel so comfortable thinking something is somebody else's business. All of our well-being is all of our business. It is community business. So, person number two who says, I don't want to be punished. I feel you on a soul level. I stand here as a black woman, an immigrant, who came to this country at one point with a strong accent and a name that didn't sound like anybody else's, who knew that me showing up any and every day was a risk in itself. But I also stand here as a black woman who is very privileged, who has the mic, who commands a certain fee, who knows she has safety, who knows that me saying something today will not mean I have no home tomorrow. I also stand here with a lot of privilege. So when we say I'm afraid of being punished, I want you to actually think about what is actually at stake if you don't want to speak up or stand up for what is actually right. Are you afraid of this apocalyptic scenario? Because we will often opt out of what could be the best-case scenario because we are afraid of this phantom worst-case scenario that might not come. But if you have privilege, which, frankly speaking, anybody in this room has some level of privilege, everything is not going to be a disaster. Your voice does not mean somebody's going to destroy your life. We will attach all these odd scenarios. 
We have this limitless imagination for what could go wrong. But imagine if we use limitless imagination for what could go right. The world that we live in was built by troublemakers, by people who did not see what they wanted to see. This world that we want to design is going to be built by challengers, troublemakers, disruptors for good, who say, you know what? <sighs> I am afraid of the consequences. I am afraid of what could come, but I'm going to go forward anyway. At the core of all this thing, this troublemaking lifestyle that I have chosen, because it is a habit that I have chosen, it's not a personality, at the core of it is the fear of what happens when I use my voice, what happens when I show up, what happens if somebody doesn't like what I just said, the fear of what could go wrong, the fear of rejection, the fear of community. But here's the thing about courage. In the absence of fear, there is no courage. And for us to design and build the world that we truly want to live, the one that's not a dumpster fire, okay, we're going to have to move past the idea of fear in stopping us to say or do the difficult things. When I used to speak publicly, I mean, I'm doing that now, but like when I started, the first time I would step on stage, my voice would shake for five minutes, for the first five minutes. I'd be like, <sighs> but I'd just keep speaking. And I remember one day I realized, oh, my voice stopped shaking. I don't know when it happened. I think it's just because I just kept on doing it. So my body started getting more comfortable with the idea. I think about truth-telling, about troublemaking, about allyship as that. It is a practice that you commit to. Every moment, you have a choice to choose the courage of truth-telling, of challenging, of disrupting for good any day. And just because you didn't do it yesterday doesn't mean you can't do it today. Now, the third person who was like, I'm always the one doing it, I'm going to sit this out. I absolutely feel that person, and that's actually why I want to recruit more professional troublemakers. <laughs> I need one person to not be the holder of the keys of the truth in any room. If that person is missing that day, feeling tired, sick of everybody's stuff, it should not mean the truth is absent. We're constantly waiting for one person to do that job, and if that one person taps out, we go, oof, well, there goes that. If they quit, The company, if they're just not there, it does not mean that the truth should not exist. Troublemaking truly is a life habit, is a commitment to knowing that when I am in the room, my job is to elevate that room, to be proud of who I am, who I say I am in that room. So a lot of times when people are like, I don't know, there are times I want to speak up, I want to say something, I want to be an ally, but I am afraid. I want to offer you one question to ask yourself. Will my silence convict me? When you walk out of that room and somebody says, oh, so you were in the room where that campaign got thrown together? Did you say anything? And you go, no. So you actually liked the campaign. No, I didn't like it. But did you say anything? Will my silence convict me? Allyship, troublemaking, challenging, all of those things. If my silence will convict me, I must do and say the hard thing even when my voice shakes. Big thanks to Lovey Ajayi Jones for stopping by. And I hope you take a moment to be brave and to speak up today. All right. If you'd like to connect with her, you can go to her website, lovey.org. Her Instagram is lovey. Her latest book is entitled Professional Troublemaker, The Fear Fighter Manual. 
and I got this clip from YouTube. It is entitled, How to Be a Professional Troublemaker and Ally with Lovey Ajayi Jones Embrace Ambition Summit. And if you'd like to hear more talks with Lovey, you can go to our show description and look at the previous episode section where there'll be a list of all the past episodes that she's been featured on the show. And along with that will be linked to everything I just mentioned, along with a link to today's entire talk. All of that will be packaged nicely in the show description for you. And lastly, before you go, head over to Instagram and follow me at the Depression Detox Show to see daily inspirational reels of all your favorite speakers. We've been getting a ton of likes and comments and shares, and it's been really, really wonderful to have the the opportunity to engage and to get to know you all. So head over to Instagram and I'll be looking forward to speaking with you there. All right. That is a wrap for me. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I will see you back here tomorrow. So until then, stay strong. Later.